Welcome to the Countdown Podcast and our review of Killers of the Flower Moon. My name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. Straight to it then for this 2023 American epic revisionist Western crime drama. Good is, Lord. Is, is described really? on Wikipedia. It's, of course, directed by the legendary Martin Scorsese and the screenplay is co-written by he and Eric Roth based on the novel Killers of the Flower Moon by David Gran. Stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Lily Gladstone, and Robert De Niro, among many other people. The budget, Wayne, for this one, which also runs in, I should say, at a colossal 206 minutes, I'm sure we'll be talking about that before the end of this review. Good God. <laughs> uh, what do you think the budget was? Because this was infamously, Netflix said, no, we don't, we're not giving you this amount of money. So hold that in your mind when you make your. All right. I mean, if I was to look at what I'm seeing on the screen. $20. Right? What? Because other than the, the, the actor's salaries, I don't see anything going on here. It's a bunch of sets, all right? But all right, let's just go with... Oh, my God. Let's go with motherfucking... Uh, two fifty. How's that? Okay, it's not that much. $200 million yeah, for this it. film. I don't see it. It's taken about $57 million around the world, but of course, it's not really intended to be this, this great big juggernaut. It's been released to cinemas, so it qualifies for... Academy Award consideration, and I think it's meant to be a big Apple movie kind of Is deal. It? Yeah. Oh, so it goes to Apple after That's this. where we got the abundant from. Right. I see. Paramount okay. Pictures and Apple Original Films are distributing it through Apple TV. Okay. All right. Wayne, well. <laughs> as much as you can, what is this very, very large boy about? Okay. So this film is set in the 1920s in Oklahoma, and it depicts the Serial murder of members of the oil wealthy Osage Nation, which is is, it, is tribe the right word? Is it, uh, an allotment, um, a, a group uh, of of Native American folks who I think tribe is still okay. Is tribe okay? All right, know. so um, who on their reservation land mm-hmm. is in fact you know it's full of oil, so they all got rich, and this is a string of brutal crimes that came to be known as the Reign of Terror back then. This is essentially just that story told from the point of view of a white returning soldier and his Osage wife. So that's really the central point of the film, which is something I will come back to when we review it. Now, as you might imagine, Martin Scorsese, he's around about 80 years old at the time this is made. He is beloved by all, and this film is getting the plaudits that you would expect for a film of this kind of description. On Rotten Tomatoes, 93% of 367 critics' reviews are positive with an average rating of 8.6 out of 10. Hmm. On Metacritic, always harsher, almost always harsher, 89 of 100 based on 63 critics indicating universal acclaim. And audiences surveyed by CinemaScore as they left the cinema gave this an A- minus on the A- to F scale. You mean the ones that were awake? Oh, shit! (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Little little peek behind the curtains. <laughs> we just went along to a gold class gold showing class, on gentlemen. Friday night together. Not often we see a film which is not an event screen together exactly. these days, Wayne and I. But with, this means that you know there was pizza and there was ice cream. There was. Well, so, pizza for me and, and ice cream for me. Ice cream for you right. and, and ice cream for me too, if I'm honest. Yes. And popcorn for me too because it was a long day and I, didn't long had, day. I hadn't had dinner. Oh, you deserved it, Paul. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the film, as a credits roll, he's like, "Can we go now?" It was fully because, look. To be fair to uh, my bladder, I, did you get through the whole thing? I did because I evacuated before? right before, yeah. uh, and it was all uh, so. That's fine. So that's it. All right, Paul. Let's just get to this. All right. What are your general impressions before we get into spoilers for Killers of the Flower Moon? Cool. So um, here's the good things. 
Ooh. One, I had no idea there was this this race of these these, these Native American the Osage people who struck oil and it and made them rich and then you know it, then what the show shows like the white folks trying to marry into them to get a piece of that sweet money right and that's in the twenties so that's very interesting to me I didn't know that mm-hmm. great yeah okay? this is not a story I was at all familiar with either what, not one bit it's a little bit like Tulsa twenty one with the bombing or with the, with the destruction of like the African Americans in Tulsa in nineteen twenty one which they mention in this film right. Which is like the, the, the rednecks destroying them, destroying black wealth. Like it's like all those things I didn't know. So wow, that's amazing. Great. Um that's good for about ten minutes. Oh. Um <laughs> and the um Leo and Bobby and the um the lead female, I'm sorry I forgot her name. Lily Gladstone. Yeah. Amazing performances. In fact, that girl, Lily Gladstone, she had the hardest job of all, in my opinion, mm. because she's trying to depict someone who's uh, it, it's just so many layers to that performance that has to happen for it to yeah, work. Yeah, I would agree. She's fantastic. I, of those three, interestingly enough, I found Leonardo's performance less compelling than so? I did. I thought Robert De Niro was chilling. Yes. And, I mean, it's, it's Bobby De Niro. But he's back in his sandbox here where he's very, very good with, obviously, the director has the best collaboration with through the course of his yes. career. And he is menacing when he needs to be menacing. Uh-huh. He's, he carries such gravitas. And when he's feigning being good and nice and positive, you it's know, he's doing it. You can tell it's it's fake. Yes, because there's something to that performance. He's playing one layer under yes. it for us, but another layer over it for, for the people yes. in this film. And I, I thought very he was very good. But Lily Gladstone, as you say, she's the heart of this film. Oh yeah, you get to see her go through the absolute ringer uh, in multiple different ways totally. through the course of it, and I thought she's fantastic. Whereas Leonardo, he's pretty much just screwing his face up. <laughs> what I think happened with Leo is they gave him teeth that made him look like <laughs> yeah, right. And they really have uglified him. Yeah, they have right. Yeah, and he's so got a moon face going on. Like puts a weight on completely. And, yeah. So, but again, um, so there's a transformation to it. Sure, exactly. But I don't see the plaudits for his performance. To me, this is just my eye. And I'm not the world's best assessor of actors, but. I wasn't as impressed with him. I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. There's no one who's bad. There's no, no one who's like, oh, what are you doing here? Yeah, nothing is... The, every performance is great. Yeah, like, I actually bought Everett. Compared Everett. to the other two, I thought he was a layer or two below. Yeah, and you could argue that he's the second lead? Oh, first lead, actually. First lead and the girl's the second lead. And then, I don't know. It's a bit of a weird one. I mean, I think if you're going to nom- if there are, and I would suspect all three will be nominated. Bobby. She'll be nominated for Best Actress, he'll be nominated for Best Actor, and Bobby will be nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Probably. That's the way it would probably. Roll. And I would agree with a lot of those things. I, I agree. Leo's role is probably not as demanding as the other two's, and that's maybe why you were less impressed. Well, actually, I think there is an element to it, and I want to get into that in spoilers. Okay, okay, that, cool. Which is one of the reasons this film didn't hit as hard as I wanted it to for me. All right, all right. I think yeah. So we agree that there's not a ba- no one's doing a bad no. job in here. No, except the writer and director. So here's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. Holy shit! So Wayne's stop. Let me just take a count if I can of Wayne's positive for this 93 percent universally acclaimed film. Uh, the acting's good. All right. <laughs> well, to be fair, there were there were there were bright moments of cinematography too. Yes. Okay. Very astounding shots of the of the is it Oklahoma. I forget what you Oklahoma, said. Oklahoma, yeah. Oh, landscape, beautiful, and, beautiful. You know, the, obviously, the sort of digitally composited bits and elements in there, and you can't tell on the big big screen. I thought it was great. Yeah. Now, here's what I think the problem is, Paul. Mm-hmm. You have here some quite touchy feely subject matter. Okay. Not only is it about the Native Americans and you know, the history of America, and I think there's an aspect here where I am not American. I don't have. I'm not in touch with the Native yes. American. So there's an aspect where I'm removed from it a bit. Yeah, yeah, I can understand. So that's a thing, okay. But when you have such a somber topic, you might argue that you need a somber approach or a sober approach, right? 
because that's what this is. I think Marty Scorsese. I'm not gonna say he's a bad director. Nope. Okay. <laughs> no. He's the bad. He's 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 one of the legends. However, Martin Scorsese is only good when he's when he's sniffing fucking coke off a of fucking the hood of a car. He's like he he's you know Goodfellas. Goodfellas long ass movie. Fucking outstanding. Goodfellas right? is nowhere near as long as this film. No, it's not. Wolf of Wall Street. Another twelve hour film, but not quite as long as this one. Really, really good. I still think it went too long, and that's why I sort of was down on it towards the end. But it was amazing. This film is great. Like, And then over here, what we've got is that he's like... It's just like one scene after another, and there's nothing for me to grab onto. I'm looking at it going, that's a good enough performance, but this scene has been going on for like 10 minutes. So what's your point, Marty? He's bloated this thing out. Yes. And the thing that pisses me off is that this movie wasn't made for me or any other audience members. It was made for him. Now... If you're 80 and you don't give a fuck, I understand, okay? I hope I get to 80 and don't give a fuck, right? <laughs> this is, there's nothing, like, he's so afraid to, to, to ruffle any feathers that he doesn't, he doesn't introduce any spark at all into this film. Ooh, that's a big bold that's statement. fuck all spark, Paul. You know the best bit? The very, very beginning, the, the, the sort of slow-mo that you see, like, Indians dancing, like, Native, Native under Americans, the- First yeah, Nations people. Native, sorry. <laughs> Yes, the, the Native American yes. folks, like, they're actually, you know, they, they strike all, and there's this beautiful kind of, like, very, like, I was like, oh, this looks nice, this is really great. Nothing after that. Nothing after that. It's just fucking lock the camera down and stick it in their face. Why? Well, there's a whole bunch of following shots. Like, nothing as great as the one in Goodfellas, yeah. but, but a whole bunch of sort of quasi ones like that, where the camera's swirling through the house and showing all the family members and how they interact. That one, that one wasn't actually good. That one wasn't bad, uh, and There's that's when three I still, or four others like that. That's at that stage I was still in. I was sitting there going, "Okay, this is interesting," you know. And there's a couple of overhead shots that were nice, and this and that. But you know what? I got bored shitless about. Right, that's the bottom two. line. Here we go. Act two, early act three. What the fuck? So I don't know, man. This this feels like a guy who just didn't know how to cut, or didn't want to cut. No, or didn't I, care. Look, you're, okay, so I'll jump on this. I'm not going to defend the length of this film. I also agree. I think it's too long. I don't think it's because Martin Scorsese doesn't care. I think it's because everyone's too frightened to try to cut the master's film. No, that's exactly what's happening. So, so when you've got that kind of pig-headed kind of... Well, let's not make assumptions here. <laughs> like right. I call this the Stephen King syndrome. I shit on Stephen King quite regularly on sure. this podcast. Yeah, sure. He's a man who has, ever since time immemorial in terms of his career, his novels are too long. There mm. are a couple of exceptions, but... Yeah, they just they go a long, long way, and he's, he was so successful so early on that I think the editors and the and the um, publishers just went, you know what, just let it let it be, let it hang. I'm sure there's some minor changes made. I don't think it's perfection when it comes off his off his uh, word processor, but a little bit like that now with Martin Scorsese, he has attained such status that if he said, no, leave that in, I left it in. There's a shot in this film, I where they established literally a character who he comes around towards the end, but he's dancing. And he's dancing oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for about 60 or 70 seconds. Mm-hmm. Well, that could have been achieved in 10 seconds. The purpose of what we're establishing here, this guy who's having a lot of fun and simulated We didn't need that to be 60 seconds. And there is, I, in my opinion, mm-hmm. there should have been 30 minutes cut out of this film. 30? Yes. At least 30, bro. And in fact, what you've said there is, is repeated throughout the entire film. There are just scenes that hang on too long. I'm like, cut, yep. buddy, cut. Just yell cut, man. It's like, I don't know Point what's going has on. has been made. Exactly. And so what it is is then... And the thing is, if it was long and beautiful, like, you know, Avatar, the last Avatar? <laughs> that was long, but the beautiful shots, I'm like, good, keep me here. This is not You're bad. You're mocking me. This isn't you? that. Don't compare <laughs> Yo, Martin Scorsese films to Avatar. You think Jimmy isn't as good a filmmaker as Marty? He's a different filmmaker. There you go. 
is a different. I don't think you can compare the two. I yeah. Well, you know, they're both. I mean, other than if we were to say, you know, one of the best ten films of the year, clearly you're going to have Avatar up there, and and Killers of the Flower Moon would be is a is a better film for me. Better than oh, that's a good point. Avatar better than Avatar? No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not for me. So (laughs) fair enough. (laughs) And and I didn't that much care for Avatar. Which one would I watch again? Probably Avatar. No shit. But I wouldn't want to watch either of them again. I want to waste my time on on rewatching really long films. Mm. Goodfellas, by the way, one whole hour shorter. You think Goodfellas could have been a whole hour shorter? No, no, this film. Goodfellas is oh. an hour shorter than this film. Yeah, and back then so, Goodfellas was a long film, you know what I mean? It was, but I think there's a lot of DNA between these two films. Go on, Goodfellas is is the rise of, of Henry Hill through the Italian mafia and then his fall. This film charts the rise of Bobby De Niro's, what's his name? King. Yeah. And his cronies, including Ernest, as they get all the money and... and Though the scope is far shorter. Well, yeah. Goodfellas is like when he was young and then he was old. Yeah, it's like over 10, 10 years or whatever. At least, more like 20 years, years, man. Oh, no, I'm saying this film. Oh, this film, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he comes in 1919 and I think it's all through sort of the 20s. The time period's a little bit murky and there's some big time jumps in there which you kind of, what? Okay, there's a line of dialogue that gives you that sense and it took me a little while to sort of orientate myself. Yes, uh, yes. But can we talk about that just for one second? Yeah, go on. He just cuts to a scene, an important scene, and then you cuts back and you're like, wait, uh... So wait, wait, when did that happen? You know what I mean? This is again. I I'm sure it's not that he doesn't know what he's doing, but it's it comes off like sloppy filmmaking to me. Ooh. I'm like, can you? Please? Oh, this is the hottest. I'm sorry. Of hot hot takes in the history. Because you're watching of it, this and you're podcast, going, maybe. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, hang on. Did that just? Like, oh my god. For God's what? sake. What? No. I understand that there's an audience there watching your show, Marty. You've got to make it clear what we're thinking. Otherwise, we're wasting the next scene by me figuring out what happened in the previous scene. This what? is not fucking... This is 101, baby. What? This is how it is. <laughs> I stand resolute, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, this film okay. seemed like a tone poem. I know, you, I know you hate that term, right? But that's what it seemed to me because nothing really fucking happens and he's trying to make you feel something which I'm not feeling. All right, so- wow, Wayne. <laughs> Firing. I know. Grenades left, right, and center. <laughs> I think this might be the day the podcast ends. In retrospect, look, we, we we're going to get this. savaged. Um, I've looked for a negative review, and there isn't one. Right, by contrast, and I now need to sort of bring this back. Bring it back, Polly. Bring it back. I didn't love this film because I think it's too long, and I didn't love it for another reason. I'm going to get to. I'm going to hit the spoiler button in just a moment. Yep. But I think it's still incredibly well crafted. Yes, it's indulgent, if I can use that term, because it is <laughs> it is yes. too long. But that I was never. Oh my God, please end in this film. Oh I was a little bored a couple of times mm-hmm. and then something would happen. But mainly, it's my, my issue with this film is I guess my expectations were wrong. I think the fundamental flaw in this film mm. is putting Leo's character at the centre of it. Really? Yeah, what, I think the you? film should have been all about the Osage and it should have been all about the family. Yeah, but then you haven't got a, a leading man. You haven't got a guy. You know what I mean? Well, like, they could have, bo- they could have bobbed around the outside. I mean, I'm not saying Leo shouldn't have been in it, but it should have been less about their relationship because what I don't buy is that what he's doing and his professed love, this dichotomy that the film is, uh, is the whole central premise of this film. That's a good point. Like, it never felt like I don't get how what this is happening here and what he's, how he's acting in this scene. All right, can we get this? Yeah, so let's, let's get the spoilers. Let's yeah, get the spoilers. So, so I want to talk about that but, too. Overall, I think it's a really important story. It's it opened my eyes to, of course, we know racism and the rest of it, but I, the extent of it here, and the fact that how it all sort of plays out and how it all eventually gets investigated, and how we get a book about this almost a hundred years later, 
all very, very interesting to me. That's the, uh, Honestly, the best thing about this movie is that it shows you a story that, for me, I would never have known otherwise mm. and probably isn't widely told. So that's a, I can see why you'd make this movie. I just can't see how you'd make it this way on Ooh. purpose. So there you all go. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, without any further ado, let's get into it then. Spoilers on the other side of this. Bitches leave. Or <laughs> maybe you've already left <laughs> on the back of some of Wade's <laughs> inflammatory comments about this particular film. This is a film. little bit like, what movie did we pan that everyone loved earlier this year? Um, it was the, the Christopher Oppenheimer. We didn't, we didn't pan, pan it, it, but we was like not like hot on it like everyone was. No, no. And look, I, again, if I had to compare the two, this film I enjoyed more. There's more going on this movie. Oppenheimer I found infinitely more boring than this film. So That's a good question. I like Oppenheimer more. <laughs> okay. You know, there, yeah. you, there you go. So yeah. that, that material spoke to you more or hmm. the way it was presented was more intriguing for you or, or engaging yeah. for you. Whereas it was the opposite for me. Ah, okay. Let's right, go. So Sorry. as I was saying, Leo. Ernest comes in yep. and... You know, right from the start, and in a great scene where King is leading him, who is his uncle, and he's yep. quite rich, and he's the friend of the Osage, mm-hmm. and he's saying, you know, you might want to like women, yeah, I like women, yeah. <laughs> you might want to, you know, get to know some of these Osage women. They're mm-hmm. you know, very wealthy, and and you can set yourself up with a very nice life. And right. so he does that. Sort of at the direction of his uncle, but also because I think, well, the film really posits you, he really falls for Molly. He really loves her. Yes. Now, am I meant as an audience member, Paul, do you think, to, you know, navigate that, like, square that circle and go, hang on, does he actually love her? Or or, or are we to believe that he actually does? This is my point. I don't think you can do the things that he's doing, including blowing up her sister and her asshole. Well, he doesn't like the husband because that's what King's in his ear saying to do all along. And then... Be in love and love your wife. And, right. try, and then he ultimately he poisons her. Yes. So no, right? And so the whole way through this film, I'm waiting for the moment where he takes a stand, where he goes, I'm not doing this anymore, King. Fuck you. And I thought that was going to be the film. And he would die for that or you know, he'd be hung out to dry for that. That's mm. where I thought, but mm. it never comes. I mean, it does at the very, very last 10 minutes of the movie. Does it though? Sort of. He goes, well, I'm going to testify against King. No, that's because he was saving his own skin. He wanted to, he wanted to be with her. No, well, the film makes the point that once his his daughter dies, he realizes that no, I can't do this because they're just all gonna they're all gonna be killed off. So I've got to protect them. So yeah. at the very last, but also that second, means he gets out. Well, that was even interesting because in the real story, which the film doesn't make the point of making, I went away and read about this. Yeah, he goes to jail for life. Uh huh. Now he gets he get eventually I think in like whatever year it was he the film paroled. he gets paroled. Yeah, but it's like 13, 14, 15 years later. Yeah, but the point is, what deal did he cut? Right. I didn't understand that. Oh, uh, they maybe it was just a shortened sentence for whatever he but, did well, do. You can't get any shorter than life. King went. Life? King went to jail for life. But he as was well. paroled. Oh, I see what you mean. He changed the deal on him. Yeah. The- so I mean, because he, because apparently that is a matter of fact. Ernest did go. All right, I'm going to turn against King, and then got pressured into not doing that, and then changed his mind again. So yeah. the film follows that at least. You know, maybe not accurately, but in terms of events that took place. Yeah. So he I come around again to this decision to put Ernest at the centre of this and his and Molly's relationship. I don't buy it. I don't. I can't wrap my head around. It. Maybe this is my problem. No, I think what because I don't think Leo's performance is good enough to sell the complexity of this character who's doing these things but yet still loves his wife. I don't think he you can love your wife. It doesn't compute to me. No, it doesn't. And that, that's why I the probably the one of the most interesting aspects of this film, such as it was, is that now King is clearly evil. Yes. Leo and his brother's evil and his brother's evil they're all evil Paul yeah um, but they're, but they're trying to kind of tell you that 
he's not as bad. I'm like, fuck off. He's no, just no. as bad. No, no. Well, to me, it wasn't. It wasn't ambiguous. Like I was like, no, they're all like he's killing her sisters and family and other people as well, like and first, doesn't give a fuck. The first time there's a there's a crime, like him and his brother robbed someone. We were like, and maybe even shoot. That's it. We, I, I was so confused by that tonal shift of like, hang on, is that them? Because it wasn't clear because it was dark and whatever. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't even know it was they, them. We they, didn't, the guy who who, who was they, they killed, got shot. We, like, we don't who know who that? it was. Yeah. Yeah. So again, this is shitty filmmaking. Strange. It was really strange. No, it's crap. Show me and who I, the fuck I, died. I think he's going for I'm bam. Whoa, 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 whoa. But for me, it just became off. So I'm confused. And like, so this is my fault. Exactly. I'm trying to That's, say. No, I think no, I'm it's not your fault, fault. Because I had the same thing, and I'm looking at it, and I'm going, "This is some amateur filmmaking shit right here." Again, if you're not trying to make it, like, what are you trying to do? Unless you really, really wanted me to not know who died, and I can't imagine you did because it disrupts the story and the flow of the narrative. Then it's like, did you not think of that, Marty? Did your editor not go, "Um, we don't know at this stage who the fuck that just died"? Yeah, and then later on, they point who he is. Yeah, but, but like, then but you lost all example, the impact. You lost the impact. So yeah, I don't, I don't just I get, whether it's the writing, whether it's Leo's performance. I think it's a combination of both, and it's just this decision to be. Let's really get the perspective of these opportunistic fucks who are going to screw over a whole people for money. Leo is always a piece of shit because he just robs people and, yeah. and goes and gambles and then he's like, you're like you know, whatever. All that sort of... So he was always but a piece of shit. But it feels like the film's the trying, not trying to make you sympathetic towards him as well. I didn't get that. I didn't? What, okay. what I got was that, like, you're, you're watching very bad people who don't give a fuck about anyone but themselves and they're trying to steal these people's money and he's because Robert De Niro's all about generational He's wealth. not smart enough to be a good actor, Ernest. He's just not. Yeah, which is which is why I which didn't is why buy it. when he but when he's so when yeah. he goes home after he's blown up yeah or put in motion the mm. events to blow up yep. um, Annie I think the yep. no no Annie was the other sister the, Rita one of the sisters, yep. there's a really good moment of his performance where he's at the top of the stairs and they're all downstairs in some kind of bunker shelter thing yep. and he sort of just shakes his head. you can see the yes. pathos and emotion he's genuinely upset. But, mate, you just fucking make you lit the fuse. No, he literally ordered that hit. Yes. And now I think he's just feeling his actions and he's, for his wife's benefit, he's but trying. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he's a good enough, he's not smart enough to be acting like that. I think he actually felt bad that it happened because yeah. it was such a big shock when it happened, right? So this, and that, so he's playing off that. So I don't I'm, know. I'm probably harping on this too much, but that's my big problem with this film. I, I found it interesting that we're watching villains. Had we, I don't mind watching the villains. Mm. I just wish it had been clearer cut what Ernest was. Because there's some <laughs> interview I read with the guy who wrote the book mm. and he was interviewing like the great great or the great granddaughter or something of Molly and she's saying no they, they really loved each other and so he, that's the direct I'm like bullshit they really loved each other so how can you say that about your great grandfather or whatever it is that do you think it's possible to love someone and not their family and hence be okay yes, with killing them but he's poisoning her Wayne yeah I don't know well, according to Bobby De Niro, was like, that'll just slow her down. Did he know it was poison? He did. He remember fucking he, knew. Remember when he put the poison into his own scotch and then drunk it? What he was knew. that? He knew. Yeah, but that, like, if he didn't, he's the dumbest motherfucker in the world. No, no, but that's the thing though, right? Like, at and one I, just, stage, I just said he's not smart, but he's not that dumb. No, no, but at one stage, he pours the poison, the rest of the poison in his whiskey and shoots remember, it. Actually. Okay. Yeah, because he fell asleep because it's fucking boring, Paul. But um, like, this is, that happened. And so <laughs> he drank it. It's like self-immolation. Like, you know, he was like, he was like, so he. Or he's trying to kill himself. Yes. It's almost like, I don't know so what I'm guilty. giving her, but I, I'm, I'm taking it too because I don't know. So that's the only moment of like, I don't quite, again, he's too stupid. So he doesn't, he's being controlled by his uncle. And eventually when his daughter dies, it's like, oh, I got nothing and left his daughter now. died for nothing to do with. with that's the other thing. The cut to the daughter dying, being dead in, in, on a thing is like, boom. You're like, what the fuck? Was it? Oh, and then boom, back again. I'm like, it just cuts back and forth. And I'm like, I know you're on purpose not giving these scenes the, the gravitas that you, one might imagine. But that's the thing. The whole thing about this film is it's just kind of 
unremarkably shot. Uh, I don't know about that. There was some interesting in, in a lot, yeah. most of the places. For me, it was shot fine. It was just the pacing's off, and mm. yeah, again, I I, I couldn't gel with this central sort of character that we've got going on here. What was interesting to me. We get to the end of the film and the trial and so now we're almost racing through what I thought would have been the, the most interesting part, the trial and the like. That So we've got Brendan Fraser playing big. He pops up and John Lithgow playing the prosecutor. Those were nice cameos. They were, they were cool cameos. Jesse Plemons pops up. You Jesse know. Plemons is actually this underrated actor who yeah. always, you know, he's great. And he's there. And it's the birth of the FBI you should yes. be seeing as well, which is kind of cool. Which is interesting you know. as well. And then the, <laughs> Marty, I didn't particularly like this, but I guess it beats the shit out of just doing things up on screen okay I got something for you Paul yeah. you're talking about the radio play yes alright my Mar- favourite Mar- part of the film Marty sticks himself in my favourite part of the film Yeah. you know why because it gave me something to fucking do Paul because it was quick it was <laughs> It was interesting well this is the thing at this stage I've been browbeaten for three hours right? <laughs> and so it's like and this is actually <laughs> violating a, a, a cardinal sin of, of cinema which is show don't tell instead he goes no I'm going to break the fourth wall and give you a radio play to give you the epilogue of this film yep. right because I don't want it to go four hours I don't think he said that I think he's like oh, I'll go four hours if I feel like it but fuck it this is cool and I can put myself <laughs> in the cameo so they do a radio play and I'm watching going oh this is different and I see the red set and I see the whooping and people making sound effects and I'm like Marty himself steps up like, to Marty the himself and I was like good at least something's happening now that's not me looking at fucking fields and cunts so it's just <laughs> like I'm like you're <laughs> <laughs> Stupid, the audience right and now. And it was brightly, it was brightly lit. It was just something for me to do, Paul. I'm like, good. Get out, get me wow. out of here. Get me you out of here. You at the end of all this, we have the same fucking score, don't you? I'm, I'm defending film other than <laughs> what I couldn't get behind. And yes, it's too long. So that's my big knocks on the movie. But otherwise, I was intrigued. Uh, you know, what's going to happen to this family? And I gradually realized, we're going to lose all these people. That's the whole point of this film. So... Well, you could argue, any- yeah, exactly. Well, that's, you know, that's that sadness is baked into any story from the twenties, basically, because a lot of fucking shit like that went down. Yeah. Um. So, I yeah, okay, no, fair enough, fair enough. That's really all I got to say about Killers of Flower Moon. <laughs> at risk of going too long in this review, <laughs> like the movie itself, <laughs> oh, totally appropriate. Um, I'll, I'll go first. Let's yeah, see first. how, in terms of, don't think you final thoughts. Think I've already summarized it quite well there. Uh, I'm giving this one a sixty-six. Mm, mm, mm. Thirty-nine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Killing me, small. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Yeah. A few good shots doesn't make a fucking interesting film to me. Two stars. Yeah. For Wayne. <laughs> for Martin Scorsese's. I'm tired of these fuckers, man. Of the Flower Moon. Oh my god. Hey, yo, you'll walk away from that going. This wasn't that great. That's what you will do. You'll walk away from that going. Eh. That's what you'll do. All right. I'm telling you. Maybe. All right. <laughs> if you, you know what? I put it this way, Paul. I was gonna take someone stunned. To, no, I was going to take a lady friend to see this, right? And I'm like, you know, it's a three and a bit hour movie. Three, three hours, 26 minutes, is that right, Paul? Three hours and 26 minutes, yeah. Yeah, that's a fucking whole night, all right? So I'm like, you want to go? And she's like, eh, I'm, I'll go with you. And I was like, ah, I don't think so. It's too risky. And I'm so glad I didn't, Paul. <laughs> I would be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I brought you here. Why do you, why do you sleep? Shit like that, all right? So, yeah, this is not a, this is not a great film, folks, in my opinion. Wow. It's not a great film. There you go. <laughs> and on that bombshell, I'm going to wrap this up because otherwise we're going to dig ourselves a deeper trench. <laughs> if you'd like to send your hate mail, address it to Wayne at the Countdown Podcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on X at the Countdown PC. Like and follow the show through Podbean where we host and our website for links to Patreon, merch store, all the rest of it is thecountdownpodcast.com and I'm sure there'll be some debate in our listener community. Link I mean, on the contrary. Is in the show notes from Facebook. 
Is there anyone out there who just woke up from the from being in the theater and agrees with me? I don't know. It's just like you know. Let, let me hear that too. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I did suggest to some of our recording friends that you would be harsh on this film than me. I did not anticipate by how much, and that were giving me shit about my score. So, hey, me. It would be a bit of sport if it was a bit of film. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. All right. Well, my name is Paul. My name is Wayne. <laughs> This has been the soundboard. Demented and sad, but social. Is that uh, Chandler? I don't know if it is. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, poor Chandler. I'm so fucking sad about that shit. Almost as sad as Wayne's review of Kill Slab. And we'll catch you next time. See ya. (laughs)